What's going on, you guys? This is your boy Macklin. This is episode somewhere between two and six. So, don't know which one this is going to be yet, but just want to say thanks for finding me. So, in today's episode, I'm going to try things a little bit different in terms of being a little bit more structured. Now, if this is episode two, probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense um, for me to say that it needs to be different. Because the first episode is always, you know, more of an introduction anyway. But if this is episode six, then this does make sense. Because then I've recorded quite a few episodes in between. So one of the things that I wanted to focus on in today's episode, it's the topic of accountability. Now, as you guys may or may not know, depending on which episode this is, I'm currently working on a secret project, and there are many different components to it, because it's, it's a side business that I'm doing uh, in addition to my full-time job. And the eventual hope is to make this side project my full-time project. And... What I've started to learn so far from entrepreneurship is that it's really up to you to decide how much effort you want to put into it and how much you want to achieve. Because as of now, I really don't have that much time during the week to focus on this. If, you know, as compared to doing this full time. But the time that I do have, I would say about, you know, the time that I'm not sleeping, I would say about 90%, maybe 85% of the free time that I have when I'm not sleeping, I use on my side project. And now if you're thinking, okay, that's bullshit. What about hanging out with friends? What about going out for drinks? What about watching Netflix? I don't do those things. <laughs> not not often. I mean, the going out for drinks. Um, I stopped drinking six months ago, just about, to put more time and energy into the things that really matter for me. And I've just found that, you know, cutting the drinking out gave me a lot more energy back and gave me more even-keeled emotions. And what about going out with friends, you ask? You know, just hanging out with them. Well, whether it's something that's, you know, that I'm proud of or not, I've had to definitely prioritize my side project over anything social. Because the way I look at it, if I can get this off the ground and make real revenue from this, 
eventually I can make this my full-time job and any of the time that I would have spent on a side gig, I can spend doing the things that I've not been prioritizing as much. So yeah, um, this weekend I'm going to see one of my friends for his birthday. He's renting out an Airbnb. Um, These were plans that I made like a month and a half ago. And I'm still really excited to do it, but it just means that this week I need to put in a lot more time and energy. So that's kind of, you know, how things have been going. Last weekend and the weekend before, I stayed inside. I didn't make any plans. And um, yeah, I'm just going to continue on this path. And then, you know, as far as like the other free time that I have, right? So I'm I'm not watching Netflix, but I'm a huge football fan, Um, American football. I have to say that now because I live in Berlin. So when I talk about football, I always have to specify what country, which country uh, I'm referring to. And because I'm a huge football fan, Dallas Cowboys fan, I should say, and Michigan Wolverines fan, it can make it a little bit tough because I, of course, want to watch live games. But what I do instead is I opt in for the highlights on my lunch break, which it's kind of shit because I I go through the effort of actually recording the games on Fubo, but I just don't watch them. And that's kind of why I've been thinking a lot about accountability recently. Because when people talk about wanting to do something, very often the way that they frame it is that they want to do it. They want to become wealthy. They want to become fit. They want to become smarter, better at dancing, funnier, but they just don't want it as badly as they want, you know, to go out and drink and stay up late and spend time with friends and you know, chase girls and stuff like that. And that is fine, but that's just not how I'm rolling right now. I realize I'm 29 years old. And uh, sad as it is, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm probably going to be gone before I even realize. You know, one day I'm just going to be sitting down in a room with my family around, hopefully. I haven't started a family yet, so I need to uh I need to find a beautiful woman inside and out that I can first get to know, then date, then propose to, then marry, then have kids with, ideally, in that order before that happens. But one day I will be surrounded by my family, I hope. And I'm gonna look back on this time when I'm just sitting in front of this microphone talking to an audience that does not exist yet. And I'll be grateful that I took the time out of my day to do it because it'll be memorable. But if I spent this time watching football or watching Netflix or, you know, getting smashed with friends, 
it would be another indistinguishable memory. And I wouldn't have as much to show for the time that I spent here. So when we talk about accountability, I think, you know, the way that I'm kind of framing it for this podcast, it's about sacrifice, right? So it's about saying, I want to do this thing, but to do that thing, I need to give up this other thing. And I need to consistently show up time and time again at the desk where I have my affirmations, my habit tracker, my brain download as I call it, my journal, my binder that's full of notes that I take on things that I find interesting, and my computer. And this is like my, this is my workspace. So when I come here, I'm here to do something. You know, this is not a, this is not really like a mixed use space. It's really designed just for work. And when I show up here, there's no games, just, you know, working through the things that I have on the list. Now, David Schwartz was a motivational speaker and an author. He wrote this book called The Magic of Thinking Big. And the book is from the 1950s, I believe. And I wrote down a quote from the book that I came across the other night. In this particular part of the book, he was talking about how it's very often, it was, it was, I should say, because he's no longer alive, that it was a very common occurrence for people that he spoke to, to tell him that they wanted to achieve greatness. And when he would ask them why they hadn't then, they would often say, well, I really want to, but I'm too young or I'm too old. So as like a practical example, ah, oh, you know, I really want to start my own business. Oh, you do? Well, why haven't you started it then? Well, you see, I've been out of the game for a while. I'm too old. All these guys that are starting their business, they're much younger than me. There's no way I can keep up. Now, on the flip side, if someone says that they're, that they're too young, it might sound like this. Oh, I'd love to start a business. You know, I have so many great ideas, but I haven't finished college yet. And there's just so much I, I still don't know. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a smart move to start it without knowing that I'm ready. And I'm not going to lie and say that, you know, I was any different from either of these people. I mean, I'm not old, but, you know, I'm probably not going to become a TikTok star or even try to. And I'm definitely not going to be streaming uh, me playing Minecraft, trying to appeal to a younger audience or Fortnite. But I am 29 years old and finally at this point where I think it makes sense to start my own thing. And, you know, it's like, 
I've waited long enough. But I think I think this is like the important thing to point out here. It's like we all tell ourselves that we're too something, you know, too fat, too slow, too stupid, uh, too inconsistent, um, too non-committal, too short, too tall, too weak to do X, Y, Z, too shy. That's a good one. Too shy. You know, you want to meet new people, but you feel like you're too shy or you're too awkward. And, you know, we give ourselves these excuses. And, but the way that, the way that life works, at least how it's worked so far for me, is that time goes by fast regardless of what you do. But when you look back on the time, it feels like it, it went slower when you were doing things that required your attention and your effort rather than when you were just consuming something passively on autopilot. And if we know that time is going to go fast regardless of what we do and that we're going to attribute a different weight to it based on the activity then wouldn't we want to maximize the amount of activities with a higher weight that we will have a better chance of remembering and looking back on fondly than, you know, this amorphous blob of passive time that we, like, when people talk about killing time, it really is murdering it. Like if you think about it, like if, if I mean, look, I don't want to like put my, my own opinions onto other people, but how I feel is like, if your time is in, is if your time is finite and you want to achieve something in your life and you keep taking actions that are not serving you as a way of escaping or, you know, not making the most of time that you have. It doesn't have to be, you know, 90% or 85% of your free time. It's as much as you need it to be to feel like you're making progress towards the things that you want to do. But where I find the conflict is when there is a contradiction between your words and your actions backing them up. And so if you constantly tell your friends that you want to start a company or that you want to start a podcast or that you want to start a YouTube channel or a website, but every single time that they ask you about it a few weeks later or a couple months later or later that year, and you tell them that you haven't started yet or that you started and it wasn't for you and you gave up, then you're just throwing away time. You know, there's like the difference between working towards something and giving up versus like not working towards something at all. It's like just commit, you know, it's like either you commit to working towards that thing and just continuing to show up day after day after day 
and being content with the fact that like you put in 10% of effort as opposed to just, you know, you know, even if you didn't get as much as you needed to get done, it was still more than not doing anything. And just showing up day and day is more powerful. But when it's like, you know, you decide that you aren't going to do anything and you're just going to talk about it, well, then it's like you're not only wasting your time, but you're wasting the time of the people in your life that you keep, like, trying to gauge reactions from. It's almost like you become, like, the boy who cried wolf because every time they talk to you, they have this idea that they've been holding on to, or at least like, you know, passively holding on to. And then they ask you, you know, expecting to hear like some kind of positive update only to then feel like an idiot for asking because you've already moved on. And I I just find that that's worse than saying, okay, I'm going to give up and I'm not going to, you know, have these dreams anymore. Because at least if you don't have the dreams anymore, then you are living a life that's in accordance with your values. If you say that I don't want to to start a business anymore, I don't want to try to overachieve, I don't want to stay in shape, I don't want to continue learning, I just want to be, then do whatever makes you happy. Because you're living a life that is very much aligned with those values. And it's not good, it's not bad, right? It's just... How you decide to spend your life, that's up to you. But when you become a hypocrite and you talk all this, you know, all this shit about how you're going to be a millionaire and you're going to start your own business, and then you don't, it's just like you're wasting everyone's time. So, Going back to this book, The Magic of Thinking Big, there's a quote in the book that I wrote down. The quote is, back on the farm, a man became a man when he proved he could do the work of a man. I'm going to say it one more time, and I'm going to say it slower, but really think about this. Back on the farm... A boy became a man when he proved he could do the work of a man. You see, our lives are way too short to try to adhere to tradition and to try, you know, to like please everyone and to conform. Really what this quote is saying is that it's up to you to decide how you want to be treated. It's up to you to decide how you want to view yourself. It's an identity. It's not, you know, some costume that you wear. You know, being a man is not about having a hot girlfriend, driving a fast car, looking like an adult with your suits, having a lot of money in your bank account. That's not what it means to be a man. 
It doesn't mean that people that have those things are not. But those are just signals to other people. When you, ha- when you earn a lot of money, I'm not saying when you have a lot of money, but when you earn a lot of money somehow through your job, you're sending a signal to other people that you're good at what you do and that you're consistent. Because if you think about it, it's hard to make a lot of money if you are not consistent. Consistent about showing up to the office and doing a good job and getting promoted and all those other things. But it doesn't mean, you know, just because you have money or because you have an incredible boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or husband that you're mature. And so much about actually being something is about just deciding that you're going to be that thing. I want to give you guys a really quick story about the power of shifting one's identity. Um, It's something that I actually, it's like a story of my own. So it's something that is really dear to me in terms of my identity and why I am where I am. Uh, I'm going to give you guys like the the summarized version so that I don't get too bogged down the details. But um, when I was in high school, I was not taken seriously by a lot of people. I was kind of a class clown. My weighted GPA when I was graduating was 3.1. So it was closer to a 2.9 unweighted. I was attending a college that was uncompetitive. The classes there were a joke. And I was still in my first semester, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Because I didn't really know if I liked school. Up to that point, school left a bad taste in my mouth because high school was a really scary and violent time. There was a lot of conflict um, with me and other people in my high school. Not everyone, but I had a few bullies and just kids in general that would fuck with me. And I always had to defend myself. So it it kind of felt like I always described it as how I would imagine being in prison felt in the sense that You know, I had to always look over my shoulder and make sure that I didn't have someone behind me that was going to like fuck with me or like slap my my books out of my hands or punch me in the face. One time I got smacked across the face with a binder by this really strong, this really strong dude who's who's a lineman on our football team. Um, You know, I always got into fistfights every year because I just couldn't tolerate being messed with. 
And that was really my identity. I kind of just like, I didn't, I never saw myself as a victim because I stood up for myself and I didn't really complain, but I kind of just saw myself as like, so, you know, I couldn't, someone that could not depend on other people because the only friends that I really had growing up were very gossipy. And anytime that I would like tell them a secret, the secret would somehow make its way, you know, through the hallways, that kind of thing. And, you know, if I talk shit about somebody, which, you know, people do, right? We all gossip in one way or another. Um, you know, it would end up right in the person's ear. <laughs> uh, whoever it was about, it would end up in their ear. And it wasn't just stuff like that, but it was really just like, I couldn't trust anybody. Because one-on-one, -on -one, a lot of these kids were okay to me. They would invite me over to hang out. But then in group settings, they would bully me. And I grew up in the Hamptons, but a lot of my friends, including myself, were not wealthy. Um, some were wealthier than others, like a couple of the kids in my public school uh, were billionaires, like kids of billionaires. But there were other kids, you know, like myself, whose parents made like 20K, 30K a year. Anyway, um, my identity was very much shaped by that upbringing. And so when I was in freshman year of college, something really interesting happened. And that was that for the first time in my life, I wasn't bullied. So I would go to my classes and even though the school wasn't competitive, it was really a joke. Nobody was fucking with me in my classes. I was able to just sit there without any worries and listen to the information that was being presented to me. And I decided not to go back um, to that college in Miami, the, the first school I went to. But then when I went to community college, that's when I really fell in love with learning. It gave me so many different opportunities that I had never thought possible. For instance, there was one class that I took on local government while I was working in local government as uh, someone um, in the finance department. I was an intern. And then the semester after I took that local government class, I was working as the, sec as the secretary to the town supervisor for eight months. And I ended up transferring three times, but over that course of time, over the course of around four years from when I graduated high school in 2011 until I transferred to the University of Michigan in 2015, my identity went through so many iterations and I became a fundamentally different person than I was in high school, than I was in my first school, than I was even at my second school, the community college, than I was at my third school, Binghamton, upstate New York. And now I'm even a different person from who I was at Michigan. But 
when I finally proved to myself that I was capable of doing the farm work, I reinforced this identity. I strengthened it year and year and year and year after year to the point where it just became second nature. And something that I always thought was interesting is like the identity that people have when they consume a specific drug. So one thing that you hear a lot of people say is that they are smokers. And I have definitely smoked in the past my fair share of cigarettes and other things. (laughs) Weed. Okay, I didn't want to say other things because then I didn't want you to assume that it was like other like meth and crack and stuff like that. It was just weed. But the reason I bring this up is like I never identified as a smoker. So when I quit each time, because it was on and off, I didn't have trouble. Like when I quit, I quit. And when I was smoking, I wasn't like, you know, smoking throughout the day or anything. But I, I find it curious that people are so quick to identify with behaviors that don't serve them. Almost like they resign themselves to the reality that that's all they're going to amount to. So I hear people in my life say that they don't want to finish their college degree because they don't feel like they're enough. And when I hear that, my first thought is, says who? But that's just it. Once you say it, you're the only one that can unsay it. And words have so much power, but people don't tend to give them the respect that they deserve. So they throw out these mindless, yet very dangerous statements about their identity, They'll maybe say self-deprecating jokes that have an actual impact on their feelings of self-worth and self-esteem. And if you continue to put yourself down, especially in front of others, how are you going to, how do you expect to ever be raised up by yourself and others? Because because at the end of the day, like people don't know what you're thinking. The only information that people really have to go on are the things that you say, the things that they see you do, and the things that they hear about you. And sure, they might have their own ideas of you. They might imagine that you're a really good person or not, you know, based on very limited information. But in terms of what they actually think they know about you, it's very much dependent upon what information you give them. So when you're ready to start a business, 
or you're ready to start a YouTube channel, or you're ready to be a better boyfriend, be a better girlfriend, be a better dog dad, or mom, or dog mom. Wow, that was hard to say. Um, or better worker, like employee, or student, or teacher. You need to actually put it in terms of identification. You know, when you're when you're thinking about it, it can't just be like, I should be a better teacher. Oh, I wish I were a better teacher. I wish I were a better dog owner. Because that's as good as not doing it at all. And it wastes your time and it definitely wastes other people's time if you continue to talk about it without taking action. And then you'll find yourself very soon after that not having friends because it's difficult to stay friends with somebody who only talks. It's like we have so many other sources of entertainment that we can mindlessly consume. You know, we have podcasts, we have TV shows, YouTube videos, movies, plays, you know, you name it. And so once you fall into the category of just being a mindless consumable, which is like exactly what it is when you complain or when you talk out of your ass about things that you're never going to actually try to do, then people are going to decide, do I want to watch Netflix? Like a show on Netflix that I will actually enjoy? Or do I want to listen to this guy? that says the same shit over and over again and waste my time. I'm gonna tell you some good news and some bad news. The good news, if you're listening to this, you are alive, which means you can change. You can change your identity. Tomorrow, today, Next year, whenever it happens, whenever you decide to do it, it can, it can easily happen. And I say easily because once you grasp the concept of identifying as opposed to, uh, I think the word is like, um, I want to say, you know, making it normative. You know, when, when you identify, you're saying, I am in shape. I am a lifelong learner. I am charismatic, whatever it is. But when it's normative, it's I should because, and this is the implicit, because of what other people will say. It's all external. I should be a good parent because I want to impress my friends who also have kids. Or I want to impress my own parents, make them think that I'm a good parent. But it's like, no, how about you are a good parent? And the minute that you start thinking you are a good parent, you'll start doing things that good parents do. Because, again, back on the farm, I'll say it again, a boy became a man when he proved he could do the work of a man. And that's your responsibility. You have some farm work to do. And that's the good news, is that you can do it. The bad news 
is that you can't do it forever. And that's twofold. On one hand, there's only a limited amount of time to turn things around because eventually you're going to be dead. And for the people that are on their grind and are really feeling good about the direction that they're going and do feel like they're going to get to where they, you know, where they have in mind. For the people that really figure out life and are capitalizing on it, you know, not just like through monetary means, but just like really seeing through a lot of the bullshit that clouds our judgment. Those people don't want life to end because life has just been so good for them. It's a game that they figured out how to win. And that's the the bad news for those people. But we're going to die anyway, so we may as well put ourselves out there. And that's part of the reason why I created this YouTube channel. I mean, of course I want to connect with people that are interesting, but I just, I guess selfishly really want to prove to other people like what's capable, (laughs) what's capable. That was not, not proper English. What's possible when you remove negative influences from your life and you really start to believe that anything is possible. That's what I want to show you guys. And I think it's going to be interesting for anybody that listens to this in 30 years. You'll Wikipedia my name and hopefully you'll see something amazing. But anything could happen, right? Maybe maybe on Wikipedia I'm known as like the coolest guy in the world. That'd be really (laughs) unexpected, but I would be, I wouldn't complain because cool people don't complain. But who knows, right? Like, I, I have no idea. Maybe, maybe in 30 years, even though I have no experience acting except for a play I did in fourth grade, I'll be cast in Home Alone 13 as one of the robber guys, as Lloyd. I don't know. Nobody knows anything, you know? (laughs) And it doesn't matter that we don't know it. What we do know is that it's important if you have goals to try to work towards them. Because it's a good feeling. It's nice to know that you're actually doing something with your time. So, my ask of you is that when you listen to this show, you just try to listen with as much of an open mind as possible. And I know firsthand how difficult it is to take information that I hear or that I read and convert it into fuel to do things that I need to do. Sometimes you need to hear the same thing over you know, a dozen times over the course of years before one day you hear it again and it falls on these completely new ears. And it's, it's such a powerful notion that it almost like knocks you off your feet. Even though you've heard it, it finally now makes sense. And so if this could be the 12th time that you've heard the same thing, which is that 
if you really believe that you're capable of doing something, that you'll be able to do it, that's amazing. But if this is the second or the first time that you've heard it, just know, it is the truth. And once you start believing in yourself, it'll be so much easier for other people to believe in you. So with that, I'm going to sign off you guys. It is getting late here, but I hope this was helpful for anyone that's listening. And just remember, if you need a friend, I'm your guy. But just make sure you're not one of those friends that constantly complains or talks out of their ass. Peace, guys.